What's up? Welcome to the coaches' meeting. That's the coach. I'm What's Grant Cone. We'll get right into it. The, Let's go. It's getting it's getting angry around these parts. The Niners have played one preseason game, and it's like it's one thing to hear the practice reports, but you can't see it for yourself. Right. Once you see it for yourself, even if it's just a half, people are going to feel very like visceral, and they're going to be set in their opinions. And after mm-hmm. this preseason game, the number one narrative is that coming out of this game was that Trey Lance shouldn't be on this team anymore. Right. Enough is enough. They, the Niners got to get rid of him. So that's the theme of our show today. Players who do not belong on the 49ers. Players who may or may not get a, a spot on the 53-man roster but don't deserve it. So let's start right there with Trey Lance, the man of scrutiny, the guy who takes the blame for everything. Right. What did you see from him in this game? All right, so let's deal with uh, the obvious. Um, he yeah. took sacks. Um, yeah. He was a tick slow. Um, the thing about Trey is what what concerned me is that his eyes, they weren't consistently slow. They were slow, and he had progressions where he was too quick as well. Um, I kind of And I chalked that up to him not feeling the speed of the game. He was – trying to feel the speed of the game. He was looking off of receivers that were open um, way too quickly, and he was seeing receivers uh, too late. Um, And Kyle's offense is a progression offense. It's a timing offense. And it's almost like a Swiss-made clock where Mm -hmm. just one – one tick off throws off the entire – throws off the entire sequence. and Trey really has to work on his timing, especially trusting what he sees. Now, one thing that I did see that was encouraging through that con is he was seeing everything. Before, what worried me about Trey is that he seemed to not see everybody on the field. There were people running free, running open that Trey completely just missed. Mm-hmm. I saw him completely going through and seeing everything. Um, so... His eyes have progressed, but he's got to execute, right? Um, I take uh, – he did have a muddy trigger um, where he should have let the ball go many times in a lot of reps. Um, he should have saw it, went through the process, trust what he saw, and let the ball go. He, he, I mean, the kid's got arm enough, but he didn't do that. Um, that's more reps that's going to take. Um, his processing, um, I kind of – the way I saw Trey processing is that he was looking for winners, not areas. He was looking for his 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 past receivers to win a route or to beat a man, but throw to the area, Trey. You know, you know, stop. You'd rather be on time than be right. Just be on time. Let the ball go. Right. And I feel like Trey was decision making through his processing. And you can't do that in this offense. You can't mm-hmm. make a decision on your own. There are times where you're going to have to let the ball go against your instincts because yeah. you're supposed to let that go at that time. Um, I needed to see more of that from Trey. Um, one thing about the pick is the worst pick for me was the second one um, that he threw um, midfield um, far left hash um, to the linebacker. And it was a lazy pick. It was a lazy pick. Um, Before those sequences, Trey had found a lot of success in that area of the field. And I feel like he didn't process and hold that linebacker there or didn't even see him. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Half glass empty. Mm -hmm. Right. Probably didn't even see him. And that was a lazy pick. 
And yeah. dare I say, he was maybe a little too settled at that time and was playing a little cocky because he was really mm -hmm. getting a lot of progression out of that area of the field. And uh, the TD, it was great. It had the attitude around the throw was great, but it was absolutely trash execution. It was right? Late. It was hell really I, yes, late. Yes, it was yeah. late. Yeah. It was horrible execution, but I love the attitude behind it. It was his last yeah. read, and really, the defender that brought that that was a would be who would have picked the ball. He was breaking on that ball. He was actually leaving his area of the field to go break on that ball. And the ball was behind uh, Chris Conley. So yeah. he just didn't execute. Now, yeah. what I did see, what I did yeah. like, um, Trey belonged on the field. Uh, that That's one thing. I, I, you, one thing about evaluating um, players is you don't – anybody can tell you what they see. Right. Evaluators are there to project what they see, not just say, hey, the sky is blue today. No, you need to tell me if it's going to rain. You need to tell me what you see now that's going to give me a forecast into the future. Mm -hmm. And for what I saw is Trey had worrisome mechanics that were concerning the last time I saw Trey play. Um, and one of the things that worried me about the entire Christian jeff christensen story or narrative is that the would-be people who saw trey they said what did they say that's not going to carry over it's going to be a really hard it, it's cool that he learned that in shorts and t-shirts on the field but let's see that carry over to camp let's see that carry over um when the bullets start flying let's see that carry over to a game i didn't see any lapse in his mechanics he looked like a new thrower his feet matched his stroke, and he actually was throwing the ball under duress, throwing the ball in a clean pocket, throwing the ball on the run, and he kept his mechanics. Um, that's something that I was looking to see for him. He stood firm in the pocket and took sacks. Um, Trey's coming off of a double ankle injury, and the last thing I wanted to see him doing was taking his eyes off downfield because there were would-be tacklers around his ankles, around his feet, standing around him. He was in a muddy pocket still delivered the ball and that let me know that he's really not he's got no confidence behind his injuries um he evaded pressure and and innovating pressure he didn't just run to get yards there were a lot of times where trey was evading pressure and still kept his eyes downfield to deliver passes he made off schedule throws on big downs um yeah. that was something i wanted to see from trey the third down pass to um to sneed was nasty if that came from anybody, <clears throat> if that came from anybody else, that'd be all over Twitter, that throw. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That was a beautiful throw. Um, and let's talk about how let's talk about confidence, right? So you can't start a game any worse than the way they started those first two series, right? Mm -hmm. Trey settled in, he showed confidence, and actually started making throws and actually sustaining drives. And one of the biggest things that I looked for as far as a confidence indicator for me is through all of the bad plays that you can pick out, all of Trey's best plays were right after his mistakes, all of his best plays. And that was something that really stuck out to me and showing that he showed confidence. He was really trying to drive the game. And for me, only seeing this kid play three games and 
him being out of football for 11 months, and this is his first live action with limited reps in camp and going through a quarterback competition, I was encouraged. Trey has done nothing but improve. And Trey has led me to believe that the next time we see him out, he will improve. That's how I felt. So you think that he does belong on this team? Yes. Okay, fair enough. Let's talk about some players who might not belong on this team. Okay. Other play. I mean, what we saw in this game was a team that lacks depth. Like, this team used to have great depth. When they went to the Super Bowl, Raheem Mostert was the backup running back. Like, they they had crazy depth. Now, depth. A lot, now a lot of those guys are gone, and right. they're counting on projects, young projects, who mm -hmm. haven't really done it ever. Let's start in the offensive line, the backup okay. left tackle, Jalen Moore. What do you see from him? Nothing. Uh, um, Jalen played below par. Um, <laughs> and what I saw from Jalen was, is that Jalen played with a weak base. He got moved at the point of attack. Um, he didn't finish tackles at one time. Jalen looked a little confused on protections. Um, and I didn't see him play with a lot of fight. He looked unprepared. He didn't look like he played with any urgency. Um, and with the, with the exception of about two to three offensive linemen that I saw play in that game on our side, that was pretty much carbon copy down the line. Um, Jason Poe, you know, I mean, I'm not going to do to Jason Poe what people did to Trey Lance. Sure. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. But Jason Poe is a fringe professional football player. And he for some reason made it on makes it on our team. Um right. the the performance from Jason Poe um was downright putrid. Um I didn't see anything. Uh missing blocks, getting moved off the point of attack, lazy hands, bad pad level. Um again, Multiple reps where he seemed confused, um, not moving people off the line of scrimmage. Nick Zakel, um, again, airborne. I mean, there was one play where Trey literally had to step over Nick to get out of the pocket while he was on the ground. Uh, and really, you know, the mark of uh, offensive line, the trenches is a pride position, right? You can't hide in the trenches, right? You're literally getting contact every play. And something that kind of just stuck out to me is, you know, usually when you're getting physically dominated, right, and you're getting your ass kicked, what happens in any sport? When a team is getting their ass kicked, what happens? A fight breaks out. Yep. Things get chippy. Because yep. your pride is tested as a man. Right. What Look what happened, happened in the NFC Championship game. Look what happened in the NFC what, Championship game, right? Tremblay's body slammed a guy because they couldn't really compete the way they wanted to. Because they couldn't compete the way they wanted to. Yeah. And how many holding calls did we have? You know. How, yeah. Where where was the extra effort penalty? Where, yeah, where, 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 where was the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are yeah. we doing? You know, that offensive line performance was God awful. And there were a lot of bright spots. Ill Manning was a bright spot. Ill Manning is a player. I like what he did. Uh, Joey Fisher did well, as, did well too. Um, so. It ain't all bad, you know, but if we're going to talk about, it's just ironic that we have all of these, you know, 
experts who can say that a kid doesn't even belong in the league, let alone on his own team. But we couldn't even get a look at times. Get a look. Yeah. Right? Stand in the way long enough for us to get this playoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Give us a look. Give us a look. So, you know, for me, um, let's go to the starters. There's conflicting reports about what's been going on in one-on-ones. I'm, yeah. uh, uh, Spencer Burford was said to be winning a rep, and then somebody reported at that at the same time on Twitter he lost that rep. Uh, yeah. Trent was losing reps in the Raiders in the Raiders one-on-ones. I just heard that Robert Bill, our undrafted yeah. guy, just beat Trent in one-on-ones. Fifth round pick, fifth round pick. Fifth round yeah. pick, yeah. Just beat Trent um, for a sack. Um, and Nick's not here. So yeah. who's getting Trent better? Yeah. True. You know, nobody, um, nobody, nobody. So, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. I used to love having these conversations when I really believed in our trenches. Yeah. But from what I've seen thus far on both sides of the ball in the trenches, we got issues. We have issues. And what's really interesting is like we're focused on the quarterback room. Like 95% of the offseason discussion coverage has been focused on the quarterback room. But you know, Brock Purdy's an NFL quarterback, and people can say whatever they want about Trey Lance. If the Niners released him today, a team would sign him. He would be on a team. And, like, I, I don't know about Sam Darnold. May, maybe you know, he may or may not go to another team. I feel like Brandon Allen probably would. Those are probably NFL players. But you look at the 49ers' offensive line, uh, when you get past the five starters, they have nothing but players who are, like— Projects. Projects. All who, projects. I, they might— if, if you cut Jalen Moore today, I think he, I think he would clear waivers. If you cut Nick Zakel, I think he would clear waivers. Like Jason these are Poe. guys, and when I say they could clear waivers, that means the Niners could waive them and put them on their practice squad if they wanted to. These are practice squad guys. Jason Poe, practice squad. Matt Pryor probably just should retire at this point. I mean, and another thing that that I wanted to bring up is we know that by proxy our offensive line is not the norm. We draft lighter guys, smaller guys because we we because we lean on athleticism more than we lean on strength and size. And for what that is, we get fringe athletes and fringe players that start for us. Okay? So, I'm here to tell you that our twos are not real twos in the NFL. Mm-mm. Our second string offensive line is not a real second string offensive line in the NFL based off of what we do with our ones. So Exactly. So you call it, it it's it's they say it's a second string offensive line but essentially it's a, it's a third string offensive line with a bunch of practice squad players and then they're going against real second string defensive linemen getting smacked and then it evens out as the game goes along because the difference between the Niners second string offensive line and third string offensive line is nothing. Actually, the Niners' best backup offensive lineman is their third-string left tackle, undrafted free agent rookie, Il Manning. Il, yeah, Il Manning. Tell, tell me what you see, Il Manning. Um, I, he plays outside of his frame. Um, he's a compact guy. He's not as big. But what I do like is I love his hands. He's got very active hands. He posts and get players off of him. Um, he's got a really good base in anchors, 
when he gets a body into him, he really he doesn't catch blockers as much as Stonewalls. Um, he's got very good feet and he's nasty. He's aggressive and he finishes plays. Um, one of the things that I saw from a lot from Ilm is that Ilm was finishing a lot of his blocks. Um, and he's in very good shape. I like the way his I like the way he's built in his pads. Ilm Manning is somebody that I feel could yeah. be a swing tackle for us. Um, yeah. I, I like I like what Ilm Manning brings to our to the table, and especially with sixty plus starts at the position. So I, I like what Ilm Manning did against Las Vegas. I mean, the fact that he can actually hold his own at left actually better than hold his own at left tackle at, at, in any part of a preseason game at that frame is extremely impressive. And you wonder, like, well, what would he look like at guard? Could he play center? Like, could he be like really, really, really good center? I don't know. But it seems yeah, like that's, I mean, a, that's I, a worthwhile I project. That, I thought that Ilm was going to be a center prospect for yeah. us. But yeah. um, I think uh, maybe just out of necessity that, hey, it's like, hey, we're thin. We know you can do it. Let's see how it works in the, in the NFL. Let's see how it works on this level. We be okay. it would be malpractice for us not to at least see what you look at, what you look like at left tackle in the NFL, being as though you played so much at it. So I like the experiment. Um, I, I don't think that he'll stay there, but but if he does, um, I'm pulling for him. I like what he gave us. He looked like a pro player. Yeah. Um, okay, I got I got more players that I think don't deserve to be on this team. And you know, there's another position other than offensive line that's really weak and arguably weaker in terms of depth, and a big reason the Niners didn't make it to the, NFC, to the Super Bowl last year. I'm going to get there in a second. First, I want to uh, tell people a little bit about, hold on, let me get it, my sponsor, BetUS. Real quick, it's a really, really, really good betting site. I mean, it's got everything you want. If you're into casino games, they got them. If you want, like, live betting, it's got it. But let's just focus. These are Niner fans watching. Any type of betting has got it, but let's just focus on, like, the prop bets you could bet on right now for the 49ers. I looked them up. I think they're really interesting just to get a sense of where odds makers see this team. So like do tell. You could you could you could do like you could bet on who's going to lead the league in interceptions this year. Isn't mm -hmm. that a spicy prop bet? And if you think it's going to be Purdy cuz like it's Caliente. And if you think it's going to be Brock Purdy, you could bet on that. He currently is plus 3500 to lead the league in interceptions this year. That's 24th. So they, they don't they think he's going to be good. Bet US. They, they think, think he's going to be really good. How about lead the league in passing TDs? Purdy, Purdy, 10th best odds in the league at plus 3,300 to lead the league in passing TD. So BetUS is high on Brock Purdy. All Interesting. you Purdy guys better hop Bet on Bet US. This. Coach of the year, Kyle Shanahan. 16th best odds at plus 2,500. I was surprised. But maybe a, a big name like him isn't going to get the, the award. Nah. Kyle, He's running, Kyle's, yeah. Kyle, Kyle brings in too much attention. He's not going to. Right, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, Belichick was in the same spot. Okay, um, how's another rushing yards? If you think Christian McCaffrey is going to lead the league in rushing yards, which I think he has a legit shot to do, I mean, Bobby Turner's guys have done that before Alfred Morris, Mike uh, Anderson, Terrell Davis, Josh Jacobs looks at, like he's at home. Yep, well, they have Christian McCaffrey at uh, 12 plus 2800, so you could get some good action on that if you think, hey, bet us is wrong, Christian McCaffrey is going to lead the league in rushing. He just might. Also, rushing TDs, he's at 13 with plus 2,500. Bosa, sacks, sack leader, he's a favorite. Plus 800. Let's do it. I don't know if I take that bet, though. 
But anyway, I like looking at the Niners prop bets. And as the season comes along, I'm thinking during the like during the season uh, week of, there'll be very interesting prop bets for the 49ers. And we can like sort of fold them into the show. It's my idea. Mm-hmm. So anyway, if you want to sign up for BetUS, I highly recommend you do. The link is in the description. The link is pinned to the chat box. Go check it out. All right, back to the show. Let's go. Players who do not belong on this team. Let's talk tight ends. Because what's interesting, the issue with this team is pass protection, right? Or protecting the quarterback. And we're so focused on the offensive line. But Kyle Shanahan might say, hey, technically it was the tight end who got our quarterback hurt at the end. Which is true. On a very, I mean, this is a team that wants to run play action. They want to block edge rushers with tight ends. They want to be able to do that. And in that critical play, they use Tyler Croft who uh, is an NFL player, but no longer on this team. And now they're trying to replace him with quality backup tight ends. Do they have any? Charlie Warner has been on this team for like four years, and I can't remember one catch he's ever made, one block he's ever made. Today in practice, he had a false start, and I was like, he's still on this team? If If they cut him today, I don't think he'd make it through. I don't know what they see in him. I don't think he does much on special teams. Charlie Warner's another guy, man. If he were good at his job, Tyler Croft wouldn't have had to be on the field in the first place. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I, I, we, I mean, but again, you know, I feel like Kyle has this affinity for not knowing how to let go of guys. He holds on to players, and Charlie Warner is one of them, um, where he just feels as though that if they can work, that he can fit them in or they serve some type of purpose. It's almost kind of like, in certain ways, Kyle is like a pack rat. Like, he just doesn't know how to let shit go. It's like, no, you don't need this, okay? Like, I understand he's big. I understand he can block and what you think you can do with him. But it's been four years. So, uh, you know, I don't think he – I think he would clear waivers if he got let go. No doubt. And what's crazy is, like, I don't think the Niners want him anymore. He, he, he's, he was supposed to be the Garrett Selleck, the Levine Toy Lolo, the blocking tight end. I don't think he ever took that job. That's why Tyler Croft was playing. And so now they draft Cameron Latu, who to me is supposed to, once again, replace Tyler Croft and be this blocking tight end. And we're not going to throw to you that much. It doesn't matter. But when they do throw to him, man, two drops today. Today. See, I don't see that stuff, though. So it's like, I see the fumble. Yeah. Yeah. You see it as like the cherry on top. But me, I'm like, oh, he fumbled. But it's like I have to fit the narrative with what you've been saying about him. And it's alarming. Um, not being able to secure the ball and being a pass catcher is some of the stuff where it leads to trust. It's like it's, if I can't trust the fact that you can hold on to the ball, let alone catch it, yeah. um, everything that you're giving me is pretty much not really not really a point. So um I mean, honestly, the, the, the then, way the, you know the, the way he drops bad? everything, the way he drops everything makes you feel like, man, I, you're not a tight end in the NFL. Like, uh, you, you, you might know what get, makes this can, crazy, though, what? Grant? What? Is what we spent on him. He's a third-round pick. And the fact that the undrafted guy seems to be doing better than him. Yeah, but the, the late seventh. But the thing is, yeah. Latu would have been a third-round pick if it weren't for the San Francisco 49ers. Like, they, they made that wish come true. I don't know that he would have been a fourth-round pick if it weren't for the 49ers. Like, he, he, he could have been a respectable fifth-round pick, but once you reach on someone and he's not ready right away, everyone starts looking I mean, at him I mean, like, dude, who you are know, you? 
Yeah, I mean, and he might get shelved. You know what I mean? So he might get shelved. But really, honestly speaking, I feel like really the key asset with Cameron is his blocking ability. Like, I understand that we're yeah. harping a lot on yeah. him not, you know, having the issues with catching the ball. And now... He's not going to get targeted in the season. He's Cameron Latu. They have great and, players. And in he doesn't have the block. Like if Cam, I feel like if Cam is still an asset with blocking, he's going to make this team. Because that's what they really need. Like, when they, when they don't have George, it's not necessarily his pass-catching ability that they miss. It's his blocking. That they miss because he helps that offensive line. True, and they have they have two great receivers and a great uh, receiving running back. They got three. They don't, options. They, they don't really need, honestly speaking. George George is great for the position a tight end, but right. they they could engineer around him. Right. Yeah, but what, what, what they can't, what they haven't been able to replace is his blocking, and exactly. so great. Cam, get, maybe Cameron Latu can do that, but and, Charlie and Warner, honestly, no. The blocking on the position of the, we're an outside zone team. The fact that we have a really good blocking tight end on the outside really makes us advantageous. I think if Cam, if Latu can even resemble what what George gives us from a blocking standpoint, he's going to make this team. All right, last guy, and I don't know if this guy doesn't deserve a spot in the league, but the question is: Does Sam Darnold deserve a spot on the 49ers roster? Do they need Sam Darnold? They got Brock Purdy, young quarterback, showing a lot of promise, although he's throwing a lot of picks, but he's won playoff games. Trey Lance, younger than Purdy, still raw, but showing a ton of improvement this offseason and really played well in camp this last week. Then you got Sam Darnold, who has started 55 games in the league. He's entering his sixth year. He's been around the block. Today, he was one for seven in practice, missing guys by a lot, wide open guys. <coughs> I mean, looking like the worst quarter, I, the worst I've ever seen him. But the fact that he could do something like that makes me feel like everything people say about him is true. He's just, I don't know, extremely inconsistent. What is the uh, point of having Sam Darnold here? Well, the point of having Sam Darnold here is kind of what we just talked about. Kyle, when he gets in a... I feel like uh, it's almost like it just makes sense on both sides. <clears throat> Excuse me. Like, the same way Kyle can't let go of players is the same way it's impossible for you to get out of his doghouse, right? It's mm -hmm. like if, if Kyle sees you a certain way as a player, it's just that's it for you. Like, he's just not going to – he's not going to – you know why? Real quick, because he's the guy who said he knew after three games that Brock Purdy was good, right? So if you're the guy who knows that someone's good after three games, and you must be the guy who knows someone's not good after three games, and we've seen three three full games from Trey Lance, so he must have an opinion about him that he's not sharing. We can kind of guess what it is, and I think yeah. it's amazing that someone with his track record would still want to be the guy who's like, "Oh yeah, I saw it first. Oh yeah, all I needed was three games. All yeah. I needed was twelve quarters." But yeah, that's. Kyle. I mean, but you, but but. Honestly, what is that emblematic of, Grant? What what is smartest it? man in the room syndrome? Not as whole, not only smallest man in the room, but you smartest. got. I'm gonna take you on a trip, Iggy. Take me. What did Jeff Christensen say about Trey? How long did Tell it me. take him to? How long did it take? 90, 90, 45 days, ninety days. No, 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 no not forty five days. What was it? It took three days to break down Trey's throwing motion. Three days. Yes. 
Yes, it was Remember, that. Yeah. And he said, usually it takes me one. Yeah. But for Trey, he was so yeah. messed up. By his third day, I had to fix him. So I fixed him after his third day. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. it's, 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 um, I feel like Kyle likes to let his nuts hang. And sometimes he speaks from the cuff. He speaks off the cuff. Yeah. And he just, he, that's kind of a window into how he talks behind closed doors. Like, you know, I knew that he was the guy after three days. It's like, well, if you knew after three games that he was the guy, when did you know that Trey wasn't the guy? Right. After he and got it's hurt? It's funny, too, because, like, Kyle compared Sam Darnold to Steve Young. or asked him, like, why can't he be the next Steve Young? Well, when the Niners drafted Trey, remember what Jed York said? No. Like, we could sit Trey for a couple years behind Jimmy, kind of like what Bill did when he sat Steve Young for a couple years yeah, behind Joe. I remember that. He yes. really said that. Like, it's okay. Like, we've had this history. We, we could do this. And so, originally, they were invoking, I don't know, I guess, I guess Kyle never did, but Jed sort of compared, sort of asked, why couldn't Trey be the next Steve Young? And now you got Kyle asking, why Donald can't be the next Steve Young? It's just a really weird pivot when Trey's still on the team and he used to be that, f fill that role in the, you know, hierarchy yeah. or whatever. Well, I mean, the truth is, is that uh, the Niners are in the business of winning, right? They're in the business of being profitable and, you know, making sure that everything runs the right way. I feel like it's not the fact that Trey ain't good. It's the fact that his developmental track doesn't match with what this organization has to do year by year by year they don't they don't have the time to develop trey they don't want to admit it so they're just trying to prove to everybody that he's just not it he's not the guy but we already know he's not the guy but he's not it's not that he's not the guy because he's not talented he's not the guy because he's not right for this organization and like i think like a lot of a lot of niner fans you know we look at players that are pining to be a part of our organization but what if we're just not good enough for trey we're not good enough we're not good enough to develop them we don't yeah. have the organization that can nurture a young player and make him what he is at quarterback we don't have it here so yeah. I, it's not trey right it's not trey it's he's just a project young, they can't they can't it's any young quarterback yeah. that's going to come here and yeah and if you're a real Brock Purdy fan, you you should be concerned. Yeah, you should you should be concerned. So yeah, every day he throws two picks in practice. You know, the injury's coming off. Yeah. I, I want I want Brock to succeed. I want Brock to carry on what he showed. But given the track record of what this organization, just this regime, has done, given the track record, Brock is going to have more put on him than taken off of him. And I just want to see how he responds because this organization doesn't carry quarterbacks. This organization doesn't help quarterbacks. Either you do your job or you're gone. I mean, to the chagrin of Jimmy, um, he was a scapegoat for a long time. Um, and one would even say he was, he was, uh, he was bred for this type of position because he came from, uh, a, a bigger organization and a better head coach. So he knows what it's like to deal with callousness and do your job mentality. 
I feel like we took advantage of that here and just felt as though that we just got lucky with the quarterback. No, Jimmy came developed in a lot of different ways as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like we missed that. Um, By a first-class organization. Yeah. Jimmy Jimmy came developed too. I mean, Brock played over 40-some-odd games. He comes from a very good upstart program, and he's got a lot of good people surrounding him. Brock came here developed. Okay. So ready. Yeah. Brock came ready um, to, yeah. and, and if you don't think that he came ready, then you need to look at the people that say that Brock should have been a third round pick. You don't, yep. you're not a third round pick if you're not developed, if you're not ready. Yep. Um, so, I mean, the, what, what knocked him down the, the draft is not his readiness or developedness. It was his arm mm-hmm. straight up. And it was, he improved it last year. It was stronger. It was good enough. Now we right. got to wonder if it, if it still is. Right. And and we yeah. want it to be right. We want to win. Uh, but uh, I'm just starting to I'm not fighting this organization. I'm I'm believing what they tell me. Right. And mm-hmm. Trey is persona non grata. He's pushed down. He's you know, um, he's not ready to play and whatever you want to say. Right. But the truth is, is that we have a flaw. We can't develop young quarterbacks. Um, and nope. it's not a Trey Lance thing. It's a 49ers thing. It's a Kyle Shanahan thing. And everybody who listened and took their victory lap when you heard the comments about Trey, about you know him instinctually not being a quarterback from the time he was in the embrace of his own mother. You see that, Dave? That's how you say it, Dave. That's how artful you say it, Dave. You see that? Mike, Mike, how- Mike, 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 oh, Mike. So- Mike, That's Dave's cool. It, Mike. Dave's yeah. cool. Mike. I, 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 I Dave's cool. Dave. yes, Dave's cool. But, yeah. Yeah, but that's how you say it, Mike. Um, yeah. And, you know, he shouldn't even be in the league. He's a G leaguer and all of that stuff. I heard even some of our favorite content creators can say that about a third overall pick. But you can't bridge the can't you can't bridge the gap as to who brought him here. Real quick though, with Darnold, like I, w- w- Lance was playing poorly. He was improving. He doesn't play the third quarter. Darnold does. Meanwhile, Aiden O'Connell's still in for the Raiders, and I'm thinking like, what is the, what is one third quarter gonna do for Sam Darnold? He's played a ton of football. I remember Jimmy last year. He didn't play pre. Like, he was just waiting around, and when it was time to play, he went in and played. He's about as experienced as Sam Darnold. He was ready to go. Like. Trey needs to play in the preseason. Why is Sam Darnold taking reps from Trey Lance when Sam Darnold isn't good and he's not improving and he's the same dude? With, that doesn't make any sense to me. And it just it seems like it, a big. It makes sense to me. He's being developed. Yeah. They're, Here's what I think. Here's what I think. With, with Trey, they saw him as like a dual threat quarterback. They wanted to add the 11 on 11 run game to their offense. When they first got him, there was a Trey Lance package with all these different runs that he was going to run. He was going to be so great. They did it in the red zone. Then he broke his ankle. And I think Kyle's is like, okay, well, now I can't. He's not a dual threat quarterback. Kind of like when RG3 hurt his knee. Yeah. Like, okay, well, now you're not now I, you're not scaring anyone with your legs anymore. So now you're just a traditional quarterback. And if I look at you that way, then damn, I mean, you're just like Sam Darnold. You oh, can't make. Yeah, yeah you I can't mean, I'll take Sam Darnold. I need you. you to make. Yeah. Right. I I need you to be the dual threat quarterback and you're not anymore. So if that's the case, like I'll take freaking Brandon Allen. You know, I'll take Sam Darnold. And what's crazy about that is 
Trey Lance on on their terms with no zone read, no running package is outperforming Sam Darnold in camp. No question. Maybe 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 he will not perform in preseason. There's two games left. Yeah, and I, but in camp, it's been Trey. Well, I mean, Kyle says that he cares about camp or practices more than he does cares about the preseason. But um for me, I gotta see it. You know, I didn't even feel this way about our trenches until I saw that game. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I have to see it. I got to be able to see it. Like, I got to – I want to see Brock. You know, I, I don't trust any of these reporters as far as I can throw them. You know, mm-hmm. like, I don't trust it. Nobody talked about our offensive line having issues all camp. Nobody. Mm-hmm. Nobody mm-hmm. talked about Isaiah Oliver going struggling all camp. Nobody. Mm-hmm. You're, I didn't hear anything about that stuff. You know, another thing. If we're going to sit here and start assessing, let's let's really do it. Our coaching staff, our coaching staff, did we look prepared to play against the against the Raiders? They didn't look prepared to practice either. Not only that, not only that, but it was reported that we had some of our worst practices leading up to Las Vegas. That's correct. Okay? Tuesday, yeah. And then on top of that, we've had a light camp. Yeah, we haven't even had a hard camp, so we no. had a light camp. All right, maybe two to three long days, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Okay? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you guys, yep. you guys are supposed to be going over to Las Vegas to get some good work in and get over there fresh. You shit the bed the the, the couple of practices before we get there, and then you get over there and then get your ass whipped in all phases of the game. Yeah, and then. We closed it off with a preseason game where the Raiders was dogging us. Now, everybody, yeah. you can look at that and say, well, that's just a preseason game. But all of those things linked create a narrative, and I don't like it. And for me being able to see my team for the first time and knowing all of that stuff leading up, it was frustrating. They went for it on fourth and one in on their side of the field in like the first half of the game. They were feeling themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just because they knew. I mean, the, the Niners were, were just gonna. They were gonna offer no resistance. Yeah, None. they didn't play with. They didn't show with any urgency. The communication on defense. How many plays did they look confused, shifting before the play? Like they didn't look like they knew what they were doing. That's coaching. All right. I just I just feel like play. the the whole attitude of this team is kind of strange. Like I think Jawan Jennings kind of inca- said it today. Like someone asked him a question and he was like, you know, we're really feeling like we're gonna get, make it back to the NFC Championship game. Of course, you know, we gotta take it one day at a time. But it was like, make it back to the NFC Championship game. First of all, you're all, so your mind is there. Second of all, that's not the goal, man. Super Bowl, buddy. That's not the goal. He really said the NFC Championship game. Like that's where they belong. Like one way, I feel like they, I don't know. Some of these players are kind of young. And all they know is going to the NFC Championship game, right? They're going to be back. Yeah. They're going to be back. They got Bosa. They got Warner. They're going to be in the NFC Championship game. Hold on, wait a minute. It doesn't really matter what they do. Where is Nick? What do you think of this, man? What's going on? Let me say this. Let me say this. Because I I, I feel the heat from the chat right now. Let me say this. John, I'm young enough to remember... John Lynch said that they had already budgeted for Nick mm-hmm. Bosa's contract. And this was nothing but a formality. Do you remember that? Correct. Correct. He said that a while ago. 
John like Lynch said that they had already budgeted. Not talks were going well. They were going to make. No, 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 no. John Lynch said they had already budgeted for this. And it's August. Yeah. Yep. So what's the deal? So is this, yeah, is so this, is it, I ain't to me, to me, because to me, with, 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 real quick, what, what that says to me is that this is not a Niners issue. This is a Bosa thing. Yeah. Yeah. You go. Yeah. So uh, he's, my, my, my thing, my thing right now is he's not here. Is he a leader? Right. No. Is, um, is he, is he a leader? Is, is the team really missing out or, uh, how is this how is this helping or hurting our team? And for it's those who say Nick, that it doesn't matter at it, all, when does it matter? It's not gonna matter until it matters. See, to me, like the longer Nick waits, the better his position becomes, right? Because mm-hmm. there are other defensive players who are gonna get paid big money, like Christian Wilkins. If he's the last defensive player to sign his extension, he'll get paid the most by far. So I think the longer he waits, the more his price goes up. But mm-hmm. what, I mean, is he all about the money? Is that it, or does he want to be ready for Week One so the Niners can win the Super Bowl? Like, what what is Nick's priority? I think he's probably mostly concerned about his contract. Right. I mean, I mean he's I not mean, even he's here. A legacy, he's a legacy if, if he, kid. If, if he, he he could be here not practicing, being like, you know what, I'm not going to practice till I sign my extension, but I'll be in Santa Clara. Like, I'll be around the teammates. I'll be in the meetings. No, not not even. I that. mean. Kyle is Kyle has given us so many one-liners this entire offseason. I mean, another one that's gonna another another one that should be casted in bronze is I don't even know if Nick's ever had a training camp. So we'll see. We'll see when he comes up. I, I, I expect him to be who he is, in shape, ready to go. But uh football still matters in 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 our little cove of the nfl too we're not we're not exempt all right let's do some super chats five push-ups for being five minutes late yeah i was a little late sorry uh niner empire dmv says train needs more reps and time to develop uh people have been saying that for years since since the pandemic hit sapper main says grant all the headlines are about trey but why is no one including the other content creators not talking about the o-line will the o-line haunt the niners that's what we talked about today and yeah. we didn't mention training. You, you, we, 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 we fooled you. Deked. Deked. Ezio Sanchez, you think spreadsheet is more of a Google Sheets or Excel kind of guy? Joking, kind of joking. Um, Excel, are you kidding? D- yeah. You see where he stays on the road? He ain't, he ain't messing with no Google Sheets. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. nah Shout nah, out, nah. David. Shout out, David. Mula says, is spreadsheets related to Mike and Vince? <laughs> no. No, why? Why are we taking shots at spreadsheet today? What did he do? He said he was nice to me this week. Jesse Wade says, "Who's more to blame here for the quarterback debacle? Quarterback debacle, John or Kyle? Is it Kyle's ego? How have we missed so bad over the years? Yes, we have uh, some gems. I mean, the way I see that is, you can look. Sometimes you can lose focus into like the org chart of our of our team because what's weird is that most of the times the GM um, is over the head coach, right? But we're yeah. flipped. And for us, for when you understand that, then you have to realize that don't ever forget the fact that Kyle is the final word with this entire team. He is the yeah. final word, okay? Yeah. So don't yeah. ever forget that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Trey Lance is here because Kyle wanted him. 
Sam Darnold's here because Kyle pivoted. Brock Purdy's here because they got really, really lucky. Let's just be frank. Like, let's be clear. I mean, they again, he was they were on their they were he was on their radar. He was on their radar. He's someone they considered, but they this also drafted. Say, they drafted yo, you know what? Thank God that Brock is yeah. a good kid. Because if Brock was Brock and he had like like a little bit of Manziel in him or a little bit of Baker, mm-hmm. dog, they would not be able to play this card with this kid. They yeah. lucked up with such a good kid. They lucked yes. up. Yeah. And again, like they drafted Tariq Castro Fields ahead of this guy and then cut him. So the, uh, the Dolphins drafted Skylar Thompson ahead of Bob. Hey, who's okay? But they. They could have had Brock Purdy. The Niners would have been like, oh, well, <laughs> who cares? We have Trey Lance. And now. I, love, I just loved how they poked their chest out as if, like, nailed it. This is what we meant to do. <laughs> <laughs> like, they were just doing it with, like, t- picking them with the last pick for style points. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. David Baker says, isn't preseason just an elongated job interview? Mm, no. No. It's much more than that. For yeah. some people, it is. Rob Schneider says Niners scored the least amount of points other than the Panthers scoring zero. And really, the Niners should have scored zero if you think about it. Their seven points was a, was an interception. Harbaugh had dogs on the O-line. Goodman, Yupati, Davis, Staley, Boone. Oh, don't oh, don't name the can I say something real? Can I say something real quick? So I was talking to Frank Gore the other day. And I don't know. I'm not going to say mention how I got on this topic. But we, we started talking about the time me and Anthony Davis got into it. Or I brought it up. It was 10 okay. years ago. It's ancient history. And I, I, all I, all he said when I brought up Anthony Davis was, man, that dude was really good. That dude was mm. really good. When That was the best right tackle they've had in a long, like Trent Brown was good too, but he was kind of always a little overweight. Anthony like Davis Anthony was Davis, a dog. really he was a dog. good. Yeah, he was. Super low, man. Like, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Afsana says, Mr. Grant, I love, I moved to this country one year ago. I like the Niners. I see Trey Lance play Sunday, but he's not good. Like you said, every show, I'm confused. You wrong. Thanks. I have a feeling it's not who he said he is. I have a feeling that was like. Yeah, I feel like that was a little bit of canned. That was yeah, a little Quan- canned. Yeah. Quana says, has uh, SD been named the official starter this weekend? Sa- Sam Donald. Just Trey, the full game. Kyle Shannon said he was tempted to start him in the third. Too much half stepping. I mean, Trey had a lot. I mean, Donald had more reps than Trey today, so it makes me feel like Donald's going to start. Yeah, they're gonna get him ready. You, you got to yeah. remember is that Darnold and uh, Trey have the same agent, so if they agreed to this before the season started, there there, there must have been something like this is gonna be as fair as possible. Otherwise, why would why would the agent agree to this? Why would their one agent agree to this? It would have to be fair. Yeah, it's it's very awkward. Um, I, I don't I don't I don't know what to say to that um, online. So, <laughs> <laughs> Jose, thanks for the one dollar. Heck, Tizzle, number five's in the doghouse because he exposes Kyle's weaknesses. What weaknesses? Oh, how do you expose um, him? Yeah, what? I mean, it's I, I, I do feel like uh, I feel like when you coach a guy who is better than or better than you were, um, not even close, and he um, has a skill set that you may have to coach up that you've never had. Um, yeah, it can put you in a position where sometimes players stretch you as a coach to make you grow. They make you change your standard operating procedure. They make you shift your philosophy because of what this kid did for you. Um, 
I feel like there are players that do that for Kyle. Um, Debo, um, I feel like he's used Debo in a lot of very creative ways that have helped Kyle stretch his mind um, offensively. But that passing game is is prehistoric. Can I say um, something real quick? I feel like I just had an epiphany. Let's let's go back and think about the players who have been in Kyle's doghouse. Trey Lance, mm-hmm. big time. Brandon Ayuk, yep, big time. Dante Pettis, yep. big time. Those are three. Akella what do they have in common? Okay, hold on. Let's stick with those three because they have a lot in common. What do these three have in common? Kyle traded up for him. Yeah, he went and got him. Kyle went and got him. And he wasn't exact. They weren't exactly living up to his expectations or people's expectations right away. And instead of being like, "This is my guy, and I wanted him, and this is I'm putting my arm around," he's he was extra hard on that guy. Yeah. Extra hard on the guy he brought traded up for. What do you think? Well, well, I will say this: Kyle never puts his flag in the ground. He never stands tall on his mm-hmm. feet and mm-hmm. speaks up and leans on his own genius. I feel like. Kyle always leans on his expertise Harbaugh after does. the fact. Harbaugh does. Harbaugh does. Yeah. Harbaugh he, does. But yeah. He always leans on his expertise after the fact. And when it fails, you never catch him in a in a self-deprecating or um a gracious position. Mm-mm. He's always defensive. But right. he's never got the balls to call the shot. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, call the fucking shot. So that's why when he gave us real deal. I was like, all right, sweet. Finally, like, yeah, you're, okay. you're off the fence. You're off the fence. Yeah, Let's go. You're off the fucking fence. You finally yeah. said some shit that can that you can that can be like dated to you. So yeah, that's, that's right. Um, it's like August fourth or something. August third. I feel like the biggest. I feel like the biggest attribute or the biggest lesson that Kyle has learned from his father is learn how how not to get fired, and I feel like. Kyle does not want to get fired. And a lot of how he moves is protecting himself and protecting his longevity, you know? So, you know. Yep, 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 yep. That's what coaches do best. Well, I mean, you you think their number one job is to coach players, but really their number one job is to not get fired. Not get fired. <laughs> because if you get, when you get run out of the NFL, there's no coming back. Number five in the dog got you, Jose. Uh, thanks again. Purdy and the Niners team will get red hot, dangerous. You probably. I don't know if it'd be Purdy though. Might be Darnold. Might be Brandon Allen. Bobo says, "Can we talk about the fact that since 2019, the only first round picks in training camp is BA and Kinlaw? And if those uh, lack of first round picks don't matter, why don't we sign Ward and Hargrave to huge money?" Hmm. Hmm. That one's beyond me, man. Yeah, that's a lot. Can you talk? And if those lack of first round picks don't matter, then why do we sign? Oh, well, he's basically trying to say that the signings that we're making in free agency are emblematic of the lack of picks that we have. True. The only two picks that we do have are BA and Kinlaw. And the reason why those are the only picks we have is because we spent all of the capital on Lance. And honestly, it kind of explains why we are dumpster diving at offensive line. Um, Why we're not, why we're not making, getting real draft picks at offensive line over the years. Like if, all right, let's do it for the, for the people that don't want Trey here. We thought that we wasted the picks. We could have had a tackle by now. I mean, even this year, even this year, if you, 
even this year, if you if you're looking at what this what the organization is doing in picking players, we know that Cam Latu was a was a a Kyle pick, but really, we really could have a really solid tackle backing up Colton McKibbis right now, who we picked up in the third round. It's like that's yeah. the way we really wanted to do it, right? But we had to go and get all of these undrafted guys and all of these projects, and honestly, that's part of what you're going to pay for for not getting Trey on the on the field. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, look, if you want, that's why we talk about and we say that those three picks are not going anywhere. They're just going to go right over to Brock. Brock is the three picks that we spend, okay? Because really, once Trey goes, all right. I don't know if he wants that smoke. I don't know if he wants that smoke, man. Once he, he starts losing. He doesn't have a choice. Yeah, dude, that's a lot. See, he he was on like the you're Mr. Irrelevant, anything you do is amazing rubric last year. Now it's like they actually kind of spent three. As soon as Trey Lance is off the team, it's like, well, okay, now they spent those three first-round picks on you, I guess. So, I mean, they're going to pay for him like it. I mean, we're going to have to pay Brock. It's it's all good. This is is all going to age like fine wine, bro. This is all going to age. Druber89 says, where in the world is Nick San Diego? I don't know. I used to watch Carmen San Diego. That was a good show. Rob Schneider says, how many players have we signed $100 million contracts or close to that? Too many. Debo, Kittle, Williams, Fred, Armstead, Harvard, Bosa, maybe. We are. Oh, that's another thing. Yeah. We are officially top heavy. And how many of those guys are still getting better? Debo? No. Kittle? No. Williams? No. Fred? B.A. No. B.A. But he haven't signed him yet. Maybe Bosa. Is Bosa still getting better? I'd like to know. I feel like, I don't know about that. I feel like uh, he may have peaked. What happened to Joe? Can we look at Joey Bosa real quick? Joey Bosa. Because I feel like you like kind of peek into Nick's future when you look at Joey Bosa. So he played five games last year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Those injuries. Two and a half, two and a half sacks, huh? Okay. He was 27? Yeah. Oh. So I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe Bosa has a few more elite seasons uh, left in him, but the Bosa scare me. Um, Shreddy Murphy says, where can I find a, I survive Kyle Shannon's quarterback development program t-shirt jokes aside, somebody check on Trey's mental health. Even, uh, Steve Young alluded to it. He's like, he's trying to compete for a job that's not there. That's got to create emotional distress is what he said. Grief. Yeah. You got to be resentful. How about them Niners? Because again, like nothing you do is good enough. Like he could go 11 for 14 in practice today. Trey Lance, could, I mean, Brock Purdy could throw like 11 interceptions or near picks and everyone's like, man, he's just he's just got that natural quarterback instinct that Trey didn't have when he was a baby. Yeah. Okay. I, well, I can't fight that. It, it may be yeah. time. I, I he think knows he's got too. a shot to play here. But uh, for what he needs, yeah. we don't have it for him. He won't no. find that here. Nope. Right, so I if he, he does it. succeed here, it's going to be by his own. In spite, team. in spite of yeah. everything, how yeah. about them Niners? TDP was falling down in front of free rushers, missed almost all of his blocks, bounced off guys. Yeah, um, he did run well when he got the chance to, but the pass protection left a lot to be desired. I mean, downright bad at times. Uh, so again, that that's you know you look at that, and I feel like we're on autopilot where we just skipped all the development. We just look at what the guys give us on the field. But um, I'm, I'm seeing some things on the field where those guys, they weren't ready to play. They did not get prepared. Mm-hmm. They weren't prepared the right way. J.O. says the Super Bowl window will close once Bobby Turner retires. You know what's really interesting? Um, so you watch Kyle Shanahan in practice. He's – I'm going to paint the picture. 
Offense is here. Quarterback is, is a huddle. Mm-hmm. Kyle's like 10, like, like five yards behind the huddle with, with calling the play. Bobby Turner is always like five yards behind Kyle to his right. Like he's right there always. Mm-hmm. And it's like you don't see him. It's almost like it's Kyle's shadow. I would describe Bobby Turner as Kyle's shadow. He's always there. He's always there, and you almost take him for granted. It's almost like you don't notice him, but if you really freaking open your eyes, it's Bobby Turner and Kyle. It's not just Kyle. It's Kyle and Bobby. Those two. And it was Mike and Bobby, and now it's Kyle and Bobby. And when that 75-year-old man finally retires, it's going to be very interesting to see what this offense becomes. It's been the Bobby uh, Turner show for like 30 years, man. 30 years. uh, Bobby is Kyle's bag of Vance. Yep. So, Yep. you know. Yep. Good point. Um, Jonas says, what do you guys think about sending Trey home to the Vikings for Cousins if he doesn't work out? I don't think it's going to be enough to get Kirk Cousins, man. Sounds like Trey's worth I don't, a fifth. When you talk about Kirk coming here, like that's a foregone conclusion. Kirk gets paid guaranteed money. He's not dipping off that standard. No. I don't think we can afford Kirk. No. Honestly. Flave says, how is Trey in the doghouse? He was more, Kyle was more positive about him this week than the rest of the country. Oh, this well, week. Awesome. This week. <laughs> Good job, until, until Until Jackhammer asked Kyle yesterday um, about what Mike Lombardi said about that really awful thing, like didn't have the quarterback instinct when his mama, when his mama uh, lifted him out of the crib, and Kyle's like, without, you know, batting an eye, said, yeah, man, that comes with the territory. That's the NFL. That's what's tough about being drafted high, as, as opposed to, like, being like, yeah, you know, it's really oddly personal and I don't understand why my quarterback has to deal with this. And I feel like he's a good guy who he could, he could have said anything. He could have had his back, but it was just like, yeah, that's life. That's pretty much what he said. I mean, he could, yeah, I, that's mean, life. I just feel like there's a lot of times where the only time you get Kyle to stand firm on something is when he's correcting you and when he has leverage in the situation, but he'll never bet on himself. He'll never, He'll never say something that you can come back and say, all right, you said this answer for this. Nah, he won't stand on anything. No, never. Um, Adam says, what are your thoughts on the smoothie competition last night on Brick by Brick? I love the Niners, but we're clowning ourselves with that BS segment. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Are you kidding me? <sighs> I missed it. If the, if, if, if the Niners want to know why my YouTube channel is doing so well, you guys had a smoothie competition. Come on. I mean, you have premium access. You should be kicking my ass. Smoothies. They collecting checks, man. They lazy, bro. Kyle's weakness like, is ego and quarterback development, in my opinion, says Heck Tizzle. Yeah. D Wood, 7300, yeah. says, How does Ill Manning look hearing good things? Good. He looks really good. Good, good. Bang Bang 415 says, Fernando, when's Pop going to be on the show? He was on two days ago, dog. Come on. Tuesdays. Justin Lomker says, It's day 16 of training camp and Bosa still isn't signed. Yeah, man, there's like three more days of training camp next week's practices. It's yeah. going to be interesting. Jed York's wife says, forget Lance. Coach has it going on. What a hunk. Man, Aww. that is off-putting. Mike Drops with Monster says, Lance has proved Kyle has a flaw. Jeff Christensen offseason rubbed him wrong, and he would rather prove it didn't work than to nurture it. Brock beware. Wow. Look, look, man. Brock is, Brock is playing at an amazing level. Um, and I really want Brock to not only sustain what he showed us in the season before, but I want Brock to show development. And that is the special thing that I can, that I'll be able to say about Brock. That's what I'm looking for when I see Brock. If I see Brock keep his requisite talent, 
uh, or even bounce back. He doesn't even have to be as good, but just be able to move the offense and still be a weapon. That is a very good plus for Brock having no off season and coming off of a major uh, major injury. So the same way that I look at Trey for his context and I understand what I'm looking at, that's the same thing with Brock. I'm not going to be looking for Brock and just throw him out there with some type of flipping attitude and say, oh, well, do it now, Brock. Trey's not playing. Go out there and do it. No, I love the game too much, man. I'm not going to do that to him. I, he deserves our grace the same way Trey deserves our grace. Justin right. Cole, thank you. Master J, Harbaugh was 44-19-1. He's better than Kyle. Random, but factual. Monsa, factual. the bagger Vance reference. Oh, my freaking God, you cooking, Coach. <laughs> when is he not, though? <laughs> you just call him the chef. Niners rule says it must be a sign. I was your 420th like. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate you. Alexander Mata says cream or New York State, New York State of mine. Uh, cream. Cream. My favorite song on uh, on Illmatic is the one with AZ. Life's Life's a bitch. Life's a bitch. I like I like AZ. I always felt like I always felt like AZ was Nas's ghostwriter because Nas has some terrible terrible music, and it's like how does someone so good make some some stuff so bad? That's it. He cannot pick a beat. Let's not do this right but, now. But like AZ, AZ like you, is never, never has an off day. Like AZ is always in the zone. I, I, so I, AZ I'm a big is AZ always fan. in his pocket. But Nas does not get the love he deserves because he did have, he had like a little pocket of his career with him beats. His great friends. songs, man. I, I just, I, I just tell myself that AZ wrote all his good stuff, man. Because I mean, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> how could he be so, like so inconsistent? I don't know. While AZ was like the most consistent rap, like New York rapper ever, I love that. Yeah. While Wabbit, hey, that's my guy. While Wabbit says, "You mean like Mike McGlinchey, who was drafted ninth? Oh, that was a good first round pick for the Niners. I hope they do that again next year. Could we trade Trey for a decent left tackle? No, sorry. Hmm. Would you trade Nick Bosa for a top ten quarterback? Yes. No, because they have one already in Brock Purdy. Uh, trick question. No, nah, I mean, I would, <laughs> I would, I would take a top ten quarterback for Nick Bosa yesterday. Like, are you crazy? Like, th- dude. First of all, this one. Most minor fans say, wouldn't. Like, pass rushers, pass rushers are they're so oversaturated in the league that some of the best pass rushers were literally laying around in free agency. Some are still now that you can sign if you want to. So. I understand what Nick gives us because he's fresh. He's a pig. He's a culture fit. I get all of that, right? Looks good in his pads, all of that shit. But a top 10 quarterback versus the best pass rusher is a no-brainer. You taking your quarterback. I feel like this is an opportunity for the 49ers. Maybe it's too late in the process to make this move, but, like, hey, if they, Nick Bosa— if they had balls. Yeah, hey, man, if Nick Bosa wants to, like— Man, you know what's you over now? a barrel like this and put you in a bad spot and, and potentially Man, not be there really week one? You could be like, play with me if you want. Play right, with man. me if you want. Go you ahead go play and play. Yeah. You can play with your brother. So Would they and, trade Justin Herbert for Nick Bosa? No, no. Would way. they do no it? Way. What no if way. you traded? What if you threw Purdy in with him? Hey man, take Purdy. Cool. Take Purdy. We'll take Justin Herbert. Stop. I would do that. Stop. There's no way. Well, how do you sweeten this deal? Bosa, Purdy, Darnold? Throw Darnold no, no, in there. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. Bosa, Debo, Purdy. 
Debo. Debo. Yeah. Bosa. Because once you get Justin Herbert, you don't need the extended handoff master anymore. We don't need that. No, you're good. You're good. Hold on. So you get rid of what Justin would account for. So Bosa is the pick. You got to do that. Yeah. Debo. George. (laughs) (laughs) And swap. You could. Nah, you can't do that. That's crazy. No. Um. Debo, George, Nick, and Brock. Kyle. Give him Kyle. Just and kidding. Get Take Kyle. Yeah. You get no, we'll give you a You can get no. Kyle, too. And Brock. I like that. Devin Smith says BP is nothing more than Jimmy Garoppolo 2.0. I can't wait till the season starts. He's struggling now. And when the season starts, he will struggle then, too. We shall see. I don't see. believe That's that. What... I don't believe that. Okay. I, I believe it's a good team. that he – I can – you can, I can't talk out of both sides of my mouth. I can't sit here and say that Trey needs all the reps he can get and then then turn around and act like all of the reps that Brock is getting isn't helping him. True. Right? True. True. Brock needs those reps. I don't give Mon- a fuck what he does in practice, honestly. Um, Fair enough. He needs the reps. Right? Yeah, because really, he's young too. What those reps prove to me is that there's an uptick on his arm where his arm is getting better. So mm-hmm. – it all plays, man. I mean, y'all, y'all don't love football, man. Y'all just love the Niners. It's a difference. You know what I'm saying? Y'all don't love the game. Y'all don't love the game, man. But I want Brock to do good. Monsa says, Grant, the first time you asked about Jeff Christensen and Kyle Scoffed and blamed the finger, that's what sparked the idea. Kyle and Mike sabotaged RG3. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying, dude. The idea that Kyle wrote off Trey, Trey sort of took himself out of the, the grave found Jeff Christensen, made these improvements. And mm-hmm. then, you know, all of this is at Kyle's expense. All of these successes are at Kyle's expense. Like Kyle already wrote him off because he knows. Yeah, you can't put your games. hands on any of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He, he didn't, he didn't recommend Jeff Christensen. He wrote this guy off. And now like if Kyle lights it up, he really can't take credit for it. What he can do is be like, see, it really was just a finger. You know, Jeff Christensen really isn't special. Like I said, all these quarterbacks go to coaches like, it's too little, too late. Interesting. John, Ra- I, we don't know. John Rager says, I like your show today, Grant. Go Niners. Yeah, because the coach is on it. No, oh, Grant, stop, man. Trey's best comp, Darth Maul storyline. Who? I don't, Darth Maul. I don't remember. Who's Darth episode Maul? One. He was the bad guy in episode one, uh, stamp, uh, Star Wars. I just don't like Star Wars. There's I'm like not a million Star of Wars. them. Me I neither. I don't get Me it. either. Huh? What do you say? I don't get it. It's it's. I'm only it's doing a, it because I know there's big Star Wars. I'm I'm showing respect to something I don't know. It's just a really nerdy white guy thing. I think. Thank you. I'm glad you said it. It's dorky <laughs> as fuck. I it's so dorky. And it's like it. the first one came out in the '70s. It's like kind of funny and good. And the second one's like even better. But then like every single one after that is like no, 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 no. There's already two. There's probably two more than that needs to be. No. And the, have you seen the TV show? Have you seen the next one? No. 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 Fuck no. No. <laughs> Monster says I trade Kyle for a franchise for a franchise quarterback right now. Yes, I would trade Kyle for a franchise. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm putting out a, a poll right now on Twitter. Let's see what happens. Kyle, 49ers are going to say no. Would you, should the, hold on. Should, should the 49ers. 
Should the 49 I'm at the 49ers so they see it. Uh, trade Kyle Shanahan for a franchise quarterback. How many people are going to say, oh, they should pull his credential? How do they let you in the building? showing division. So this the first trade Kyle for a franchise quarterback, yes, 24 hours. He, he's gonna it's gonna be no by 60%. Easily. Easily. Anyway. And, but 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 the entire fan base, um, not the entire fan base, but there was like a really good swath of the fan base who already answered the Nick Bosa versus a top 10 quarterback or franchise quarterback question. They were saying no. Yeah. Like yeah. it's ridiculous, like cognitive dissonance, man. Like, are yeah. you crazy? What do you think we're going through all of this for? Hello? <laughs> Jack Jackson says Trey is playing with the worst O-lineman on the team. Trey would be much better if he had time to work with the starting receivers in O-line. How would Brock Purdy look if he had to play with that group Trey had? I don't know, man. I'm seeing Brock Purdy play with Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and throw pick after pick after pick. So it's an interesting question. But the thing about this is it's all going to play out during the regular season. I feel like these quarterbacks are all going to get a chance. This offensive line, these tight ends, this protection, this coach. I mean, we know where this is going. We know where this is going. We know where this is going. So, like, really, whatever they decide to do week one is immaterial. What they decided to do week one last year had nothing to, nothing do, to do with who they were and where they were going. So this is all kind of a fun, like, we disagree with Kyle, and maybe he'll be right, maybe I'll, we'll be right, but this team this is going to look different in two months. Man. It really is. It really is. That's the show. Thanks for watching. Thanks for signing up for BetUS. BetUS, thanks for sponsoring me. Coach, thanks for carrying the show. I was just here like, oh. Bro, you carried the show, man. <laughs> I'm sick. Oh, we're both sick. I'm we're both sick. sick. What the hell is going on? Why is it August 17th? Hot as fuck. And we're both like... Mm, not because, so yo, you, you flew to Vegas. I flew to Denver. And those fucking disgusting-ass airports... You know what like it is? I feel like in Vegas too, like it's 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 like a hundred degrees when you go outside, and then it's like sixty five degrees with that air cold when you go inside. And and the and the like it's like oh, it gets you. I don't know what it is, but the, the th- anyway. There's one more. Hold on, people at the at the buzzer want to say stuff. Kylan John's indecision has created the division in the fan base and the narrative surrounding Trey. They screwed up the quarterback situation from the get go. Indecision. Yeah. Grant and the coach, scale of 1 to 10, how hard do you laugh if it turns out Flav's last name is Cowherd this whole time he's mad that Trey broke up with his sister? I'd be I'm laughing either way. Stride abides. Uh, Mapu Sula, thank you very much. The show is over. I'll be back soon. They play Saturday. They play freaking Saturday. Let's see what happens. Like Sam Darnold time.